This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. It's only old shit to you and Joel Nidri, the only two people that ever listen to Untapped Cast. <laughs> oh, man. You're so jealous of Untapped. Just give it up, bro. You won. You got me. Right? <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic-playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly. <laughs> Jay Boosh. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking Mind Slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And Medina. I'm on camera and I'm like, oh man, don't blink. Act like you meant to do this. <laughs> and now, the A-Team. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 69 of the 69! <laughs> <laughs> this is KYT with Jay Scott and of course John Medina. What's up? Who's, uh, we're trying to drop the proverbial part of the uh, proverbial fourth member. So, He's the how's it going? He's the fourth here? member. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now I can actually talk on this, uh, this episode. Hogging the mic. Connolly. Connolly. Well, that guy's got like fucking severe ADD or something when he talks. He's just like, he's just like mile a minute, like fucking Roger Rabbit. He's like, yeah, then I was thinking about Primeval Titan, then I jumped in a lake. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) And he loves to troll Jay and I. (laughs) Just loves it. Yeah, he does. I love uh, last week's comments about me being the fourth member because it was an episode that. I've talked the most in the wild, so uh I always forget that we have Bob comments. <laughs> you forget we and, have like, comments. So, yeah, and then like so I'll be bored and I'll go back and read and I'll be like, man, I got like twelve episodes of comments to read. This will be entertaining. <laughs> and then it is. It always is. Oh man, comments are my favorite. Like when I used to they write are. before I got fired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I used to write for Star City, that was my favorite thing, waking up in the morning. Like, check out the comments, and there's already trolls in there. Like, you suck, Medina. I'm like, oh, thank you. You like, you woke up at, like, 1 in the morning to read my article and tell me I suck. And it's then tell me I suck. feels so good. That's, that's the new life, right? See you next week, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this episode, I guess we'll start off with uh, what we've been playing, and then move on to the excitement that is Dark Ascension and new what death we, possibilities. What if we don't go in that order? Um, then that's fine. Is it ruined? It's not ruined. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> you hey, you want to start with Black White Tokens? We could do that, Jay. <laughs> Let's do it. So, Jay, have you been uh, playing in any tournaments? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I fucking went to end control, and, like, that was a mistake. And, like, I couldn't, like, not only could I just, like, not draw anything, I just don't, I just don't feel that that deck is... Was ever good. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I really like it. It was fun to play, but like I don't know, it's just gotten past that, I guess. And like the first two rounds on these uh black green wolf run. And like and like it has three main deck runs. I don't know if Conley's did, but this guy's did. <laughs> or like two maybe. But like how does my deck beat that? It just actually doesn't. Unless he goes like turn four Thrun and I go turn four dodge. Like you just actually a resolved Thrun kills you. That's all I have to do. Just play green and play Thruns and then I don't do anything. I just can't do anything. You'd probably win if he goes uh, turn four Thrun and then turn five Thrun. Yeah, yeah. Maybe then you'd win. Um, <laughs> but then, um, so like that happened. And then, the, and then, like, so I go into the 01 bracket, and, like, at my store, there's always, like, there's a, there's a couple of these older players, like, players that have been around, you know, like, forever. Uh, and they, but they're still, like, brewing it up. Like, they're still, they're still repping for the salsa brews, right? Before the new set. <laughs> yeah, like, they're still fucking, yeah, before the new set, exactly. Like, they're still, oh, man, like, like, I'm still gonna play Tezzeret in, like, for, like, uh, like big red and like so guess what i fucking lose to i lose to the fucking oh i lose to like a dick push in like it's the worst this guy's playing jund planeswalker control like he's playing oh, wow. super friends like evil they, like they don't even go together like soren soren and chandra and garrick don't go together they don't do anything together Except for beat you. <laughs> Except for beat me. So I draw. I draw in the in the two games that we or in the three games that we played. I draw like fifty three land or something. Uh, out of the you know twenty six that are in my deck, I just draw like combined like infinite land. And he he also is bricking and just drawing land. And then like game three, I I keep a hand that's like mana leak, mana leak, dissipate three lands and like pristine talisman. And I'm like, yeah, fucking this hand is, like, just all gas against this guy. Like, I'm just going to fucking crush him. He has nothing worth worth countering until he gets to, like, turn five. And, yeah, he's just dead. And, oh, sorry, this deck also plays, like, Stenzia Bloodhall as a, as a wicked something. A wicked pisser? Yeah, like, as a giant <laughs> penis. And fucking, so he fucking, he's playing, and he's like, and, like, Pristine Control has four ghost quarters in it, right? So I'm just like, top deck a ghost quarter, like, whatever, ghost quarter your Stenzia blood hall, and he's like, oh, okay. And then he goes like, <laughs> and I know he has a Soren's Vengeance in his deck, but for some reason, I guess he only has like one. So he's just drawing and bricking, like, for infinite turns, and then he like plays Chandra, and I'm like, okay, well, I have to counter that, because I'm at like 30 life, and I can't let him double Soren's Vengeance me. And then, so I counter that, and then I draw like five lands in a row, and he goes like, three lands in a row and then he draws Soren and then he draws Soren's Vengeance. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I move into the O2 bracket. Oh, Fuck. Did this guy yeah. have gray hair? No, man. Well, maybe he does actually. He's always, pretty old. <laughs> I wonder about those guys. You know, they're, they're, they play F&M and they have gray hair. And they're like the worst. And I just wonder like uh, this guy must be, he's probably like 50, right? Yeah. What is a 50-year-old guy doing? 
He's sitting on his couch reading his newspaper, right? <laughs> thinking about what deck to brew for Friday Night Magic? Yeah, like, I'm like he's not he... thinking about his like mortgage or his retirement or something. <laughs> it's his like Friday his Night mortgage? Magic deck. No. no, he's brewing for Friday Night Magic, exactly. Like, these are the people. And then so I move into the O2 bracket and then for some reason I'm like, fuck it, I won't drop and like, you know, do something with my life. I'll just crack it and like holy man, you like okay, so so <laughs> I I get like the like the worst win of my entire life ever. It was like, a, like it was worse than, I don't know, like, it was just the worst. It was worse than, like, a timeshare meeting. So, I play in round four. I'm, I'm one and two, right? And I move into round four. And I'm playing against, like, the autistic smelly kid at our store who, like, always has his cock in your face when he's talking to you. Like, he's the guy, like, you're sitting at the table and I'm playing a match, and he's the guy that stands beside you, not behind you. But then, like, curve sideways a lot <laughs> to see your hand. Yeah, yeah. And then, and he's autistic, so, like, so he remembers every single thing you do. So then he makes, like, really stupid comments after the game about, like, why did you play this instead of this? And I'm like, well, because it wins the game. You know, he's like, why did, why did you play, like, like I don't know, let's say I'm playing, like, Chris Lansdell's deck, right? And he's <laughs> like, why did you, shout out to Chris Lansdell. He's like, why did you play Massacre Worm instead of Dave Judgment there? And then play your guy or your other guy for two mana or whatever, like your Arbiter, let's say, or something, right? And I'm like, well, why the fuck would I do that when I just played fucking Massacre Worm and then he loses 10 life because he loses, you know, five tokens. And then he was at eight life and he dies. Well, because what if he countered then? Like, well, then I still had Day of Judgment. Like, what the fuck? Are you an idiot? He's playing like red, white. He doesn't have counter spells. And like, so he's that guy, right? So I'm playing him in the fourth round and his deck that he's playing is, I'm pretty sure is, Invisible Stalker, <laughs> and then things that go on Invisible Stalker. <laughs> like he goes, he goes turn two Invisible Stalker, and I'm like, fuck, like what is this fucking guy playing? Like some kind of shitty fucking blue white humans with like he's now gonna put like a fucking angelic destiny on that. I'm just fucked. Nope. Turn three, he fucking puts Vampiric Fury on it. <laughs> turn three he goes mountain vampiric fury and then I'm like yep and he's like it's 2-2 two, two, and it has to attack every turn and I'm like no I know what that does and he's like well it's unblockable I'm like okay I only have planes <laughs> so it's anyway and he's like so oh, attack you for three and then he like looks at you like you're not going to take the damage right and down like I've already written it down and I'm like yeah 17 and he's like oh are you going to are you going to mark it and like Nope, I already did that. And like, oh. Okay, well then well then I pass the turn. And like, okay, and I like draw play land and I'm like I'm just like draw. Go. And he's like, oh okay. <laughs> Untap spectral flight. I'm like Oh wow. Yep, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. So he does that, right? And I'm just like, whatever, like top deck day of judgment, play day of judgment. Top deck three more day of judgments. I have all four of my day of judgments. Right? And like, and then he's like, play land, say go. And I'm like, okay. And he's playing blue, so I'm like, well, he's got to have counter spells. Play this pristine talisman, which just like shuts his deck down. And he's like, no, that'll resolve. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, how about Elishnorn? Hmm. Looks at his hand. Hmm. Yep, that'll resolve too. And then I crush him. And he at the end of the match, he's like. Yeah, the uh, the invisible stalker into three enchantments kill you really quickly. Plan it just kind of didn't work there. I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> anyway, see you. <laughs> so that's the magic I've been playing. Hmm. And uh, I really want like a new deck, but I can't get behind this Rune Chanter Spike deck. Like, <laughs> it has no lands in it. It's got like seven lands in it and a Rune Chanter Spike. It's fucking worse. Oh man, um, don't start with me, Jay. Don't John, with... how how was your uh, past few weeks? What have you been playing? Or, um, I've been playing. Did I tell you guys about my blue red control deck? Nope. Oh, I think so. Well, you see. What I do is I play this Invisible Stalker, and then I play Vampiric Fury. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I have this, uh, I have this blue-red control deck I've been, I've been playing, and uh, it's basically like the old deck that I used to play, the the one that I uh, destructive force with, you know? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so it's basically that deck. It runs uh, three Slag Storm, uh, one Ratchet Bomb, uh, three. Um, Inferno Titans, and then like uh, four Desperate Ravings, and uh, Burn Spell, Burn Spells, and then it runs uh, Shrine of Burning Rage, and like Mana Leaks, and a couple Dissipates, and a couple Ponders, and so that's what it does. I just land a Shrine, and then I just power it up with my uh, with my Desperate Ravings and Burn Spells while I'm like pouring these like little creature decks, and and then I just dome them with the Shrine. Like, or sometimes I get to play a um, Inferno Titan and kill them in one shot. It's pretty sick. How? Well, because I've been incinerating them and enshrining them, so oh, it's just I... like, yeah. So it's just like Inferno Titan three you or your your spirit tokens, and then uh, if you don't kill it, I just swing and pump it to like a fifteen, whatever. <laughs> so, How yeah, good that, is this deck? Uh, the deck is pretty well positioned. Because I have three slag storms, and then a bunch of burn spells, and then snapcaster mages to sma- snap them back if I want to like even more burn spells or more slag storms, and like so against control, you I run like a singleton coth in the deck, and then I got another one on the board. So against control, you're hoping like you you obviously can't really win with a shrine. I mean, not with a shrine, with a inferno titan, because usually they'll just counter the inferno titan. So like the game plan is to try to land an early shrine. And that's kind of what the ponders are for. Um, land early shrine, and then use your snapcasters really aggressively. So, like, you might like turn two domum with incinerate, and then follow up with a turn four snapcaster and incinerate, and then hit him for two the next turn. Okay. You know, so it's like really aggressive. You want to like, if you if you have the mana, turn three slagstorm players. Okay. You know, so you're just kind of like just get that damage in there, and then beat him up with a with a um, snapcaster. So. Those are, that's the avenue for control. After board, you get a lot better against control because you have a like your full set of dissipates, and then you get your second coth and like another batter skull because batter skull is pretty good at like grinding out control games. And uh, so that's the plan against control against like these geist blade and like other decks. Like the plan is just basically slagstorm and burn spells, and uh, you know those games can be grindy. So the shrine sometimes you just get a win off a of shrine, and. Uh, you know, it's pretty. It's a pretty good deck. Uh, there's some weaknesses. Like, you pretty much concede to um, uh, Phyrexian Crusader. Okay. So, so like, uh, I mean, I've been able to like mana leak a Crusader and then dome one with a Shrine. But like, if they have like multiple Crusaders, you're probably not going to win. Um, what about fucking sensory? Not sensory deprivation. Is that what <laughs> that card's called? Yeah. What yeah. about that card? Yeah. I mean, it's okay. You could just run Dismember. 
but I don't I don't like the yeah. enchantment because it doesn't power up my shrine and it makes me lose life. So but that's what I mean. Like like as as much of a limited card as sensory deprivation is, like it's actually really good against like turn one Delver, turn one Stormkirk Noble. Yeah, I don't care about those cards though. I just burn them. <laughs> but you could save your burn. I just destroy them with magma hot lava. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so with your so cat that's... Vader. <laughs> um, the cat <laughs> Shout out to Chris Lannan. So yeah. So hey, I'm wait gonna... a minute. Also, I haven't been listening to our show. Uh, just like a little a side note there, because nobody cares about this bullshit jank that you play. at your like softest. Hey, F I listened F to you bitch about. <clears throat> but that was funny. Fuck. That was funny. This is snore fest. <laughs> this is like this is like a sermon. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, like a little, like a side little uh, side note. I've been listening to our show because I it at work, uh, and I don't really have time any other time to listen to podcasts, which sucks. Yeah, so, so uh, I didn't realize that Carrie Dan hasn't been editing out all those parts where I say Carrie Dan edit this out. Yeah, obviously. That's why you just been leaving them in. <laughs> what do I pay this guy for? <laughs> Carrie Dan, you fuck. You edit this out, maybe? Huh? What? He's what? not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yes. he's just laughing. Yes. So, guy. Anyways, you go back to your sermon. All right, you thanks. Us, you tell us about it. <laughs> so, anyways. What of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's, the, that's the deck I've been running is blue-red, and uh, I like it. It's, it's, a, it's the kind of deck that I'm comfortable with, and it's pretty good. I mean, it, it has game if you play it right. Yeah. I don't think it's, like, the best deck ever or anything, but uh, like I said, uh, the Crusader's tough, um, and so is like a Sword of War and Peace, obviously, but that's easier to deal with because you can usually burn their creatures before they can put the sword on it. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, like, after board, you get a couple of uh, Steel Sabotage, so you can, uh, you know, deal with the how, sword. How good is that card? That card's really good in blue-red yeah. because uh, the things that you lose to are Pristine Talisman, Batter Skull, Worm Coil Engine, and Sword of War and Peace. So, yeah. like, this is, like, the things that you really lose to. And then Phyrexian Crusader, which you just concede to, because i too, like, too stubborn to put dismembers in my deck. Um, and if you leave one blue up, too, like, I mean, they, the decks that play those cards will totally run them into a single blue. Oh, yeah, they'll run into a single blue, and the sickest is with Snapcaster Mage, you can also bounce it, like, bounce something to get the tempo and then kill them, or, like, it's just got a lot of play for, like, the, the problems that the deck has. So, uh, so yeah, I like the I like the deck. Um, seems pretty decent. Any questions? No, nope. nobody's my, interested in this at all. About my crappy deck, you know what? People are gonna post in the comments. They're gonna be like, "Dude, I want more of this deck." Yeah, yeah Chris Lansdell and Smitty. I want more of this deck and more Medina. Is what they're gonna be saying. <laughs> but, uh, see you next week, bitch. I'm I'm pretty pumped because I get Evolving Wilds back. So I think I just might run this deck forever. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, let's figure this out. Let's fucking go on a fucking let's figuring it out area tribal dance. I want to go on one of these. What the fuck? Does everybody have the giantest Rick Jones boner for Evolving Wilds? I thought that it was like, I was like misunderstanding the card and like it was close to Evolving Wilds, the land. And that maybe it was like some other like like ramp spell from like Kamigawa or something, and like <laughs> and like and, and like yeah, like and the land was called like Evolved Wilds, and I was just an idiot. And it's then it's oh, a terrible I, I went and looked at it, and it's just a new picture on Evolving Wilds, and everybody has like a giant dick for this, and it's like manifesting because manifesting in standard is fucking terrible. 
Like, what are you talking? What mana fixing? If you play a regular reasonable deck, you don't need mana fixing. Like, if you're playing like progenitus dot deck, yeah, probably need some evolving wilds. You have a giant kitchen table boner for that. Well, it's tough. So here's the thing. Like, it's really tough when you're looking to go from you know two of one color to two of the other color reliably, you know, in a curve in the early three turns. Okay, and this Who's is specific, specifically thing? specifically talking about like enemy color. Okay, so if you're, so if you're just trying to go from like double green to double black in the first three turns. Yeah. Who? People who want to uh, cast like Liliana and Stranglegeist or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like the guy that wants to curve from like Liliana into Vorapede. Like Solar Flare would have thought, like, this is a really good card for Solar Flare because they, they were able to play. Like, that was the issue, right? All of the lands always came into play tap and trying to find the delicate balance of fast lands versus. Is that still know, a deck? Solar Flare? No. No, not really. Like, but like, even it, if you look at no, but even if you look at it in the traditional Esper control shell, because somebody's going to try to play Sora in, in an Esper control, and yeah. I mean we'll see how it goes. But Evolving Wilds is going to go a really long way towards fixing that man, right? Because I mean, if, if you play basically all the M12 lands and you know some Evolving Wilds and Ghost Quarters, like there's a pretty good chance that you're going to be able to, you know, if you balance your lands and mana curve right, you probably are going to be able to just play everything on tap. Which don't is, don't which you just play insane. more do? Well, no, that's what I'm like, saying. No, but you, that's what I'm saying. You play, you play more of the M12 duels and the like, any Innistrad duels. You play that type of land, right? As opposed to a lot of the uh, a lot of the Scars lands, for example. And you can always make sure that you have the basic with Evolving Wilds to make sure all of those are coming in on tap. Like, it's a big thing. Like, Mike, like I can't remember whether it was Jerry that made the mention of it, but he said, like, I can't wait to see Michael Jacobs' five color. Mana, because like the mana was fine already-ish, like with Shimmering Grotto. But I mean, imagine being able to replace your Shimmering Grottos with fucking Evolving Wilds and just make sure all your lands come to play on tap every turn. Like, I guess, I guess. So wait, so what we're saying is that people are pre-ordering this card because they want to play Solar Flare <laughs> and Fire. No, pre-ordering? pre-ordering that card. People are doing bucket. it. People are no, doing it. No, they're going into the Rise of Eldrazi box. No, they, they're, they're not. They're oh, fucking oh, pre-ordering oh. it. Are you running a store? <laughs> I'm I'm John's running, running, I'm running hey, John, Twitter. John, hey John, you work for Star City Games, don't you? No, <laughs> I got fired. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I just can't believe that we're explaining to you why mana fixing is good in Magic. What the it's fuck? It's not mana fixing. It's a tapped fetch land. This doesn't seem. <laughs> Dude, awesome. you just said fetch land. Fetch land is synonymous. With and where? Where were all these people when Rise of the Eldrazi came out? Nobody was fucking because having boners about it then. All, all I'm saying is it shit, makes Ponder better, and I'm very happy about this. Okay. I love Ponder. Fixing, listen, mana fixing during Zendikar was fucking a breeze. You had a million fetch lands from whatever land you wanted at whatever time. Okay? The challenge is that since Zendikar rotated out, and then since M11 rotated out, we don't have any reasonably good mana fix. They're like, here's all these great lands, but they're all going to come into play tap. You know, at some point or another. We haven't had a fetch land in, like, since rotation. That's a big deal. Yeah, but before that, we didn't have a fetch land since fucking Odyssey. Yeah, which People is why being... when the Zendikar fetch lands got printed, everyone lost their shit. <laughs> Everybody's just greedy to play these shitty, greedy decks. All right, if you... Okay, how about this? You can't play Evolving Wilds for the rest of Standard. Oh, fuck, that's a long time. <laughs> How about that, Jay? Or what? Could, or, or, 
Before, everything you say you right now is, my shit. is meaningless. No, that, that's totally, that doesn't, that's not the same. Me playing a reasonable card in a deck that requires it is fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't think that Strangle Root Geist is the best card ever. But if I see a deck where Strangle Root Geist is a good card, I'm going to play it. Like it's not, that's not the same. Evolving Wilds is the best card. People ever. do go look at Twitter, you that's, fucker. That's your store of old fuckers. <laughs> Evolving Wilds is a yeah. fantastic card. The, but no triple black it. for regular Soren, followed by double green for Strangled Group Geist, <laughs> and blue white for like Geist of Saint Trap. If if this ever becomes like the best deck, it's gonna be so funny. <laughs> well. If Glissa sees more play because people want to start fiddling around with Rash Bones, then people are going to want to play Glissa and Liliana maybe in the same deck. And you're going to want to go double green, single black, double black. And then I God think, knows if you're running, like, whatever I other think, color I think the old men about. playing bad brews at my store are just Scotty. <laughs> He's just, like, putting on different, like, uh, disguises. <laughs> yeah. Chicka chicka. Scott, what have you been playing? Uh, I haven't really been playing much Magic. I've been working like a fucking animal. Um, but uh, I won a, just casually playing some EDH. I built an Animar deck that's not terribly bougie. So that's funny. Hmm. That's surprising, actually, because that apparently those Animar decks are really powerful. It's really difficult to try to behave yourself with those decks. Like it's still really powerful, and I've reserved myself to most of the combos require three, four cards to actually go off. And I'm it's stuff like I'm not playing Palinquin, I'm not playing Tooth and Nail. You know what I mean? Just like wow, just, just I know, right? But it's What's just like the point. Well, my environment isn't full of you know cutthroat bastards that want to try to combo up the table by turn three to try to you know throw their rocks off all over the table, you know, and leave me feel so dissatisfied. You know what I find very, uh, very awesome in EDH? Multiple Armageddon effects. I just <laughs> love that. Like, <laughs> oh, man. I had so, 12 lands destroyed on the last game. So, is this Anima guy, is it the, um, is the one that you tap and, like, tap three colors? Nope. No. 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 This what is the this? guy. This is the guy with protection from white and black, and he's a one-one. And whenever you cast a creature spell, he gets a one-one counter on him. And all of your oh. creature spells cost one colorless less for each one-one counter on. Okay. So you get to the point where you just inevitably, you know, you can use a card like Alluring, for example, with like any mana war or ether deck or whatever, to just go absolutely batshit crazy to be able to drop bad Aldrazis for free and do it all the time. Like that. Okay. I don't like any deck that depends on a creature. Yeah. Yeah. I would hate that deck. Yeah. You, you probably would, because it relies on creatures heavily. It's a creature. Yeah, deck. yeah. I don't, I don't like that. I like spells in my deck. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this isn't about me. This is about you and your casual fun. Yep. So, anyways, it was a good deck. Um, Shout out to uh, Nick Taylor. I mean, Nick Davis. Yeah, MTG sweatpants. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> MTG sweatpants? How more casual can you get? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. At MTG sweatpants on Twitter, bro. That That's a real person? That's a casual blog. It's competitively casual. <laughs> <laughs> Competitively <laughs> casual. Yeah, I'm going to waste com. my time with that shit. 
sweatpants. Done. I got you to the sweatpants, though. You wanted to go, didn't you? And I was like, that's going in mine and Conley's magic insult book. <laughs> like, when I show up to FNM and those old Tezzeret fuckers are there, I'm going to be like, sup, sweatpants? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just, this is what you do. Just bring in a copy of the Wall Street Journal. I don't know where you're going to get one. But just bring it and be like, hey, stick to what you know and just throw the paper on him after you're done beating him. Dow Jones, bitch. <laughs> Man, I hope they listen to this cast. <laughs> they're all looking in the mirror right now to see if they have gray hairs. And there used to be like three old men and one of them was like a power suit, like a, like a leisure suit power guy. And he had, like, the gray, like, really powerful, like, cropped, pointy mustache and, like, the gray super, like, Saiyan uh, guile from Street Fighter hair. And he fucking sucked bag. I've talked about this guy in the cast before. He's the guy that, like, in Wolf Run Red kept a hand with no ramp and, like, three Wolf Runs in his hand. And, uh, like, I scooped him out of magic. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Well, that's I, like, that's so something he kept... to be proud of? Yeah, man, he like he was an asshole. Anyway, he's one of those old pretty bastards. Like he was like he was like the get off my lawn guy. Like he fucking. And then like so we're playing and he's playing Wolf Run right, and I showed up like I don't know ten minutes late to the match, and I had a game lost, and because I had to drive Meg into the airport, and and like I just was like fuck this, and like got lost, and like showed up with a game loss, and the guy's like, hey, no, it's cool, man. I don't want to win that way, and I was like, well, whatever, and then. Um, I'm like, well, I have the game lost, so, like, there's nothing I can do about it. And he's like, well, no, we'll just play it. We'll just play it out. And I just probably, like, fucking... Sounds like a real asshole, by the way. He is, he is. Yeah. <laughs> what a nice <laughs> guy. Like, like, demolish this guy, because he's keeping bad hands, right? And he's getting really mad. And what an asshole. He's being kind of a dick. And, <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, I just play this, I play that, and he, like, he, like, plays his wolf run into my ghost quarters, or he plays his asshole. titan, like... 58 counters because he's just like a douche right what an <laughs> he is like just racist <laughs> and then and then i kill him and i'm like sorry about your like he's like good game whatever I, like kind of and i'm like yeah sorry about your luck i hate when that happens and then he's like sometimes you just gotta know when your time's up and my time's up and he like is packing all of his shit up and it's like round two and i'm like oh man this is this is intense and i thought he was just like leaving the night like he was just mad at going like oh two no, he's just never been back ever since. <laughs> ever. His time for magic was up. He went back to the Wall Street Journal. What an asshole. Hey, how were your ratings after last episode? Since I've been on the cast, did your ratings go up, KYT? Oh, everybody loved a lot of people called the, the last episode the best ever. So. Yeah, but that had a lot to do with coffee and not a lot to do with no uh, that, that's yet to be seen. That's yet to be seen. The yet stats. to be seen. <laughs> oh no! Last episode. Um, before we move on to any new cards, because I, I know you guys, some of you, not Jay, want to talk about them. Um, I just want to quickly <laughs> talk about what I I played. I top oh, sure. Go ahead. Introduce <laughs> your own segment. Hey, no big deal. I top aided a GPT with Delver, of course. Um. And playing the soccer version, no rune chanters, Pike J. Just I, I just opted to say fuck Excellent. it. I never tried them anyways because I never thought they were good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, fuck you guys. So, so I played. Play, did you just play extra war piece? Or? I, I I played. I played the full set for towards war and piece, and uh, wow, like there was just a Canadian Magic tour in Halifax that David Kaplan uh, ended up winning, 
And he also agrees with me on the four swords. And why why all War and Peace? Just if I may ask, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know, right? So. I think it's it's just clearly the the most power. Like you really because in the mirror, right? Tokens. Damn. Yeah, and like there's there's just like all white creatures you both have except for oh, okay um, because of the mirror. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, the mirror and and turn two even like against ramp right turn two stalker turn three war and peace you're gonna get in for a lot yeah uh, on on the on the next turn but uh, Jerry for like I haven't seen the other sword for a long time but uh, this past weekend he had two sort of feast and famine uh, in his sideboard but he did end up playing three swords war and peace in the main so I went with four it might be too much but I think all Delver decks are slowly like shifting to the point where they're playing four Geist as well. So you have, you know, a lot of great uh, targets to equip Sword on, and mm-hmm. I really liked it. And I really see, I just see this being still being the best deck going into the next set and uh, the deck to beat, obviously with people uh, with Pro Tour Honolulu on the horizon. I think I believe that's standard. So, um, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, but hopefully, John or Scott has these spicy new brews. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> that can uh, compete with Delver. So I, I hate Sandy. I'm just going to throw it so. I, I love the fact that it's, it's everyone's saying it's a wide-open format. Uh, but, like, it just really pisses me off when one deck is just entirely dominant. And, you know, seeing the number of blue-white Delver lists all the time is getting really monotonous. It's just making me really angry. Um, so, like, I'm not really all that excited about a lot of Dark Ascension, could be told. I'm sure there's a lot of really new, There's a lot of really cool stuff for Commander and a bunch of utility creatures that are going to make their way into a bunch of my decks and stuff, but, you know, I don't... You know, what really has me, you know, somewhat excited about Standard is I'm really excited to play Blackboard Token because it's going to be, you know, somewhat different. I can get in at the beginning to say I'm, I'm playing this deck and, you know, play it for a bit, try it out. I'm not, you know, under any illusions to say it's going to be the fucking most awesome deck. Illusions! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I've been testing, uh, testing today on the uh, cockatoos. I came up with a build. And, uh, it's been, I'm just kind of working through a bunch of different card choices and iterations and, and different, I guess, tempos of the deck. But, uh, it's the one thing that I did find is that it, it is really possible to build it, uh, you know, towards somewhat of a of a mid range. Like, I mean, even in the vein of the old the old black white token stack, it really didn't really do anything until fucking like turn four or five, and it just spent first turns like and the play, you know, like that sort of stuff. So it's pretty sweet. I think that uh, you could go that way, or you could just go like PV and and Chapin, and both kind of put up lists on on their respective websites and. You know, they're just, like, balls out aggro and just gas, gas, gas with, you know, target removal will just clog up the board to get there. Um, and I'm not sure they're necessarily correct. Like, they're basically trying to play mostly white with almost just a splash for, for Soren and the, the vault. And, you know, I think that there's a lot that Black has to offer that, you know, maybe worthwhile looking at. But, I mean, I intend to take it to Cincinnati, so I'm going to committed to work are you on a headset, Scott? Yeah. Or are you on a like on out like an external microphone? No, I'm on a headset. I'm on the same headset I use every fucking week. Because well, you sound, but like awful. you sound like you're at the bottom of the ocean, man. Yeah. 
Well, that's bad. Yep. <laughs> we should have you know. said something, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was typing it in the fucking chat. So... Which he's clearly not looking at. No, I wasn't looking at it at all. Oh, wow, he fixed it. Sort oh, of. Did... Yeah, is it any better now? Yes. Not great. It's still not great, but it's way better. My computer is, like, flickering and shit. Like, the screen is, like... <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on here. What the fuck? It sounded like we were on Space Mountain in Disneyland for a minute, dude. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> for a minute? <laughs> and now we're gonna go to our correspondent in the field, Scott McCallum. He's like, hi, Bob! <laughs> Keep your arms... Black white tokens! <laughs> Cincinnati! <laughs> It's really great. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> oh, we seem to have lost Bob. We, uh, we. Well, we'll get back to Bob in the field shortly. I got ripped up. <laughs> like it was the war. <laughs> Keep the Sid Kyle. Uh, uh, sorry about that. Uh, I'm just looking at um... this week on the A Team. We're having a contest. It's called "Where Was Scott Casting From?" Yeah. <laughs> The Dominican is not the right answer. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay. So, I'm looking at PV's list. Did we already talk about this? I, I was just mentioning it. So, PV's list is really, really simple. It is, um, the way he looks at it is, it's four honor the pure, four intangible virtue, four Soren, three Elspeth, four doom traveler, four gather the townsfolk. Which, which is? The, the sorcery for one white and one. It's from the new set. Puts two one one white soldier tokens into play, and if you have a fateful hour, then it puts five, five in. Yeah. yeah, and then four blade splicers, four hero blade hold, and then lance, which is like four isolated chapel, three four evolving wilds, three vaults, three swamp, and eleven planes. And don't forget lingering souls. Uh, four of them in there. Yeah, I, I yeah. skipped. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I just that's... didn't want to just start calling PV a fucking idiot. No. So that's that's sort of the list as uh, he claims as he sees it. Um, it looks fine. What would you do different? Sorry, I, I like a little bit more play in my decks than I. I don't. I like them to be a little bit more, a little bit less linear, maybe a little bit more option. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. Like I haven't tried the blade splicers yet. I'm not sure they're excellent. Um, I also have kind of committed to a bit more black in the list than than these guys are looking at. Like right now, I'm really liking Bloodline Keeper over Hero Blade Hole. Ew, really? Yeah. It, um, what I've been finding is uh, the mirrors and stuff that I've been playing have really come down to like races in the sky. So it's sort of one of those, whoever has the most flyers wins. Um, and Bloodline Keeper is already shitting out 2-2 instead of, you know, 1-1 flying spirits why, or why don't any of these lists play anything like a single Sun Titan or Grave Titan or, um, more, like, or like Splash for Moreland Haunt or anything like that? I haven't done any testing, so I'm just. This is just the, my thought. So process. there's there's no reason to splash for Moreland Haunt if you don't actually have any list. Like some most of the lists, I mean, Doom Traveler is a little thing, but like I don't know how much you're gonna get, how much mileage you're gonna get out of it. You have one, two. Yeah, I guess you only have like twelve physical guys in this. But I mean, list I guess anyway. it's the same in Delver too, right? Though. Yeah, but. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth it splashing it in this list because you'd also have to be splashing blue lands at that point too, right? 
Yes. So you got evolving wilds. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's what I'm talking about. See, I evolving wilds. I walked you guys right into that one. Evolutionary so, wilds. So this is this is more of of what I've kind of been messing around with. Um, this is so, like Chris Lansdell's list. <laughs> that's not even a that's not even a joke. He this is his list. He posted it. No, it's not. So, uh, he's got bloodline keepers uh, instead of uh, which. I don't like, but Scott has a reason for this, right? Yeah, often they've got pretty good synergy with uh, with Soren, right? Like, if you consider the fact that there's going to be a lot of tokens listed in some way, shape, or form, like, they could be Geists, you know, like, turning into um, the the Moorland Hunt tokens. You know, you're looking at, uh, you know, the Humans list, running a bunch of those. Also, the other black-white tokens. Um, and what you find is the Bloodline Keeper very often just hits the table and it's pooping out the 2-2 flyers that are already outclassing the 1-1s. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it just lords off with Elspeth. Or Elspeth. See what I did there? The, the Freudian slip? Uh, <laughs> with the Soren vampires. Like, he just flips, and they're enormous. Like, he's a, he's a, a, a super anthem, right? Um, yes. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, a, a lot of the battles have just come down to who's got the most flyers uh, to race. And um, plus the, the black guys can block guys with sword forces. Unless they're invisible star. But. Didn't you say, though, Scott, that you were going more black than white in the black-white? No, no. Well, no. So the, the lists that are out there are pretty much mono, with, like, a splash only for Soren and the land. Oh, I right? see what you're saying. So, I'm at, so I've got Tragic Slip for, for removal. Which, Which is, is fine. It's really good on the list. It, it performs well. Um, a bloodline keepers over heroes uh, because I found that the flying ended up being more relevant. And then with a heavier black commit, you know, in terms of the land base, it also gives you a lot more flexibility in terms of the sideboard uh, to get into things like, you know, based on John's recommendation, things like Massacre Worm uh, with a triple black requirement because that's a pretty sick one in the mirror. Yeah, or Elishorn. So, uh, yeah, uh, but the, the Four Shrine of Loyal Legions has actually been absolutely crazy. Here's, here's where I'm at with the Shrine. Like, Shrine is insane against control decks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't, um, it doesn't interact with Honor of the Pure. Which okay. I don't play. All right, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is part of the thing. The other thing that I don't, this is the big thing I don't like about Shrine. I expect, like, if I'm going to play black white tokens then i'm expecting people to, to i'm just expecting to see a lot of ratchet bombs right would you agree yeah. or okay yeah okay so uh what i want to have in my board is stony silence which is in mine too yeah for sure well the problem is is you can't run stony silence and shrine right. it's a non so, yeah. no, agreed so generally what happens is in those matchups it's just, that's your straight spot yeah but why would i side out shrine against the control decks uh, when it's like my best card against control decks. Yeah, I guess that makes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is the tension that I see. Um, <laughs> like, also, like, if you're going to play against Delver, like, I think the only way that you're going to beat Delver is if you have a turn two drop, like, like the uh, Gather the Towns folks. Like, if you don't have a turn two to to get some dudes on the board, like, I feel like you're just dirtling against Delver too long, and then you lose. But if you can go like turn two, two dudes, and then turn three anthem, and then swing, then I feel like you have a fighting chance. Yeah, 
So the other one, too, Tragic Slip, is also really good. For a while, I was actually playing Despise. Um, because Despise allows me, like, turn one. If I'm on the play, I can, sna- I can Snape Delver. Um, but also being able to take, like, Geister Stalker is fucking huge, right? And just get rid of it. So that way, you know, it takes, takes a lot of the pressure off, um, off immediately. So you can take some time and build up. Um, I, this iteration I have with it, I, I, I cut it to try, you know, for some more gas, um, specifically the, the shrines and stuff. But, um, but it's also a viable option for sure. In this. And it's, it's pretty strong right now too, because I mean, initially people, it's a good way to handle the hex proof. And um, I got Liliana's in the board as well, or I did at some point. Anyways, Liliana is also a card I'm looking at in the mix um, to kind of help with that matchup too, because it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good in the Delver matchup. I think if you can uh, stay on, on par and on pace from a creature standpoint. I think that uh, Tragic Slip, it just doesn't seem like it does enough for this deck. Like, what are you really trying to remove that, like, either Doomblade or O-Ring won't take care of? You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's it's one black, and there's always Morbid going on on a token deck. Like, Morbid's always happening. So, you know, you can hit a Delver at a 1-1, if you want to, uh, you know, you block. There's some trading. You like minus thirteen, minus thirteen a guy. Like it, it's it's doesn't matter what color it is. It just kills it, you know. Yeah, but like it just like this seems like the excited about new card syndrome. You know what I mean? Because it's like I don't feel like it does. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get more of it maybe more in a token deck than another deck. But like where. Where is this going to be like more relevant than another card like like a Doomblade or like a Go for the Throat or an O Ring? You know what I mean? Like, like just totally, it's it's a totally worthwhile discussion, like argument that you're making here. If it were a two mana spell, but it is yeah, it's one mana. Yeah, I it's think I think the because it's like if you go Noble uh, or like any one drop and with with like blue mana up, like so in the red blue or the white blue deck, uh-huh. uh, a lot of times it's just like Delver. And then like reveal something, and then like sit on a counter and like, and then like kill your turn two play. Similar to like um how, uh what's it called? Cobblade did that where it would just be like play a guy to go get the sword, and then just uh-huh. sit on a counter and put the sword into play at the end of turn. Right. right. So it's like you play a Delver on turn one on the play, and like what do I do with one mana? <laughs> I, and then like two mana, I play a Doomblade, and you just mana leak that, and then I'm like now I'm like two turns behind. Yeah, I don't think Tragic Slip's as good as yeah, Scott but thinks in the it to- is. In the token and I deck, I don't think that it's as good as a lot of other people think. But I think it, it's good for turn one. Like people are playing mental fucking misstep. Wait, wait, you're saying that Tragic Slip is good at killing a, a turn one one drop? <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. I'm saying like the decks that are yeah, out no right shit. now. <laughs> right now, this is good against the Delver decks. Yeah, no, because a this lot of times, good. A lot of times they go they Delver go turn one. Yes. Yeah. And which is really relevant when, uh, like, when there's a deck that everybody on the planet seems to think is good. Whoa, and, whoa! And yeah, yeah every, but it is good. Playing there's it, a difference and, between... and they always go turn one Delver. They always fucking have Delver and Manalik in their opening hand. Always. Okay. And then here's you're my, just fucked. Here's my argument. Okay. It is good against a turn one Delver if you have it in your hand and you can make black on that turn. Okay. Don't forget that fo- that eight of your black sources are not going to produce black on turn one, okay? Because you have four dual lands that come and play tapped, and you have four 
um, evolving wilds that you're going to have to fetch and get your get your land anyways. Okay. So, 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 so that, again, that you're not going to play this in the generic one. You're going to play this in a list where you're capable of producing black one. Okay, good, good point to make. That aside, okay, this is good against Delver on turn one, but it's not good against the Delver decks. Okay, because Gutshot is good against Delver on turn one, right? But people are cutting down Gutshots down to two instead of being at four. Okay, if, if the key to the matchup was killing the Delver on turn one, then more Gutshots would be played, not two instead of four. This is also, no, it's a flexible, it's not just Gutshot, right? There's a reason that Gutshots are getting cut down, because people are adapting to Gutshot. The yeah. beauty is, is that this card also adapts in, based on the situation. Right. Yeah, so like there's a late, lot more... late game. This is way better than Gutshot. Late. Yeah, totally. You're, you, you, you said yourself, you like cards with a little bit. You know, you, you like a little bit more play, like the Steel Sabotage. Like this is a Steel Sabotage S card in total. Yes. This steel... is that. This is that type of spell, right? Where you've got versatility, and the it's the the conditions around that versatility are extremely easy to meet in a deck like this. Yeah, but you have more versatility with an O ring than you have with this. Disagree. But he's okay. Already... He has a Soren. Kill true. it with your tragic slip. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing both. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got orange too. Like that. That's not the point. The point is that if you if you're considering removal spell versus removal spell, like I, you know, specifically in the creature situation, like tragic slip. Like, I mean, your your initial point was how is this any better any better than like Doomblade or Go for the Foot, right? Like it's in this it, deck, or, it's or, far superior. Well, it's a Doomblade or O Ring in this. Deck. Okay, but O Ring is a different class of removal because it's uniform, not creature sense. Yeah, and the point is, is that these Delver decks are using hexproof creatures. This is why the gut shots are getting cut down, and like the fact that you have to achieve Morbid for this to be more than a gut shot, or actually equal to a gut shot, because gut shot could actually hit your opponent or a planeswalker. Um, the fact that you have to achieve Morbid, yeah, sure. If everything's going right, you have tokens, and you know Morbid happens, you you get to neg thirteen a guy, but it doesn't mean that that's going to happen every time. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's the, the point I'm making is that, A, this is probably not what you want to be doing in a token deck, is to have four copies of Tragic Slip to kill creatures. Okay, that just doesn't seem like something you want to be doing in a, in a, in a, in a token deck. Uh, second, I don't feel like this is superior than anything you could just play a, a removal spell. Like, a, like, a, like an O-Ring is probably the best in this deck because you're going to be battling other Planeswalkers and you're going to be battling creatures, and the creatures that you care about are the chunky ones, not really the, you know, <laughs> the, the little weenies that you're going to block with your tokens. So, like, you need something that's adaptable, that's going to cover, like, things like ratchet bombs, things like uh, planeswalkers, and these kind of things. And then also be able to kill a creature. If you look at the list that, like, PV put up and that Chapin put up, none of them have any removal. So if, if you're going to use their, like, recommendation, so to speak, then you should at least have something that's going to cover more bases than Tragic Slip. And then I, th- you say you're running O-Rings and Tragic Slip, but then it's yeah. like, why do you have all this removal in your token deck? Okay, so there are two different types of removal, though, right? And that, that's the relevant piece. Like, like you said, like you need the O-Rings to get rid of stuff. And there's a distinct possibility that um, like the Shrines were in there. It's, it's, a, it's a discussion of gas, right? Like, how, how, much, how much velocity can I generate? Um, and the shrines potentially uh, are that outlet. Like they, they actually jack up really, really quickly, uh, especially when you're playing, you know, Doom Travelers and playing and flashing back Lingering Souls and stuff. It, they get up there really fast. 
So yeah, I can I can see the shrine being good, but I just don't see how tragic slip equals shrine. Like I don't see the you know connection I wonder? between between the two. Go ahead. You know what I wonder? I wonder why nobody's playing Gideon in these lists. Because intangible virtue gives all the guys vigilance, so it doesn't really matter. No, it does matter because your creatures <laughs> doesn't have your creatures are one ones. So what are you talking? Don't you want their creatures to fucking? No, they're they're two twos. Yeah, but so are their tokens. I'm just, I just mean like if they're playing guys that are bigger than your one ones or your two twos, then then yeah. or blo- or they just block, and then you rip a yeah. land. You're like, yeah, man, this is sweet. And then they're like, <laughs> attack you for five with my fucking. <laughs> Delver with a sword on it, and you're like, man, if only I could rip a Doom Traveler. Like, wouldn't you want to be like, Gideon, Alpha Strike you. Like, you lose if you don't remove Gideon. <laughs> so, so, okay. Like, so, so I'm looking, I don't know. I, I was looking at it from the tokens perspective, like in the mirror, because I was identifying tokens as the de facto aggro deck, but that's incorrect. I think in the Against Delver, that may be okay. Well, against Delver, but they're then just... then it's the issue of resolve. Yeah, they're just going to mana leak or dissipate your Gideon. This no, but I mean, like, against against any deck where you're worried about them blocking you, like, any other aggro deck, like, like there's other decks in the format besides tokens and stuff. And, like, what if you blow like, up... What if you O-ring their intangible virtue and then you make them all attack Gideon? Like, because if if you think about it in the mirror, like, you have, gonna... you, have to, you have to think that they're going to have the exact same cards as you. You're not going to be the only fucking person with honor of the pure and intangible virtue so like awesome you both have intangible virtue out now what do you do you hopefully you're the guy playing bloodline keeper wicked well no like, you that's also, just stupid to me you also have vault right yeah but so do they so what now you're just gonna like yeah that's why crash. that's why i'm saying like an yeah, elish nord like, or a massacre like, yeah but but what if you don't what if like, well, are we in the tokens deck, or are we now in the yeah. Delver deck? Like, where are you going <laughs> with this every deck? single no, no, deck. I'm just saying, I'm what saying, if yes, Delver decks, they answer. run intangible virtue and tokens? Like. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, all these decks have more than one card that you have to be worried about, so I'm just trying to explore other avenues. See, this is why I don't talk about brewing with people. There is a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Let's talk about the token-on-token matchup first. That's what you're talking about when you're saying intangible virtue, they have the same cards, all this or, language. Or, not just tokens, tokens and any cr- deck with creature, not a control map, like any other aggro deck, any other creature okay. deck. I don't want to talk about any other match. Names actually we're talking about. So the challenge that that we're having with that summary, Jay, is that the tokens decks and the other aggro decks be have very different um, things we need to consider. Mm-hmm. Most important uh, when we're discussing Gideon. Most importantly, the vigilance. So if the guys that you're getting to beat Gideon all have vigilance, then you've basically well, yeah, and that done does nothing. nothing. Yeah. Just right. like how so Tragic it, doesn't do anything against Hexproof guys. Right. So where so where you're at with it is um, it, against all the other aggro decks. You're right. Gideon's amazing because you're just like, yeah, kill Gideon and I'll off. Yeah. It's it's sick shit. Yep. Agreed. Uh, in the tokens matchup, it's fucking terrible. Right. Because of intangible virtue. Yeah. So it's and not, like yeah, there's, just, there's just so well, there's just not no great. other aggro decks though is that like the thing I don't I mean I don't play in Star City Games opens right I'm not. Gideon is not great against um against illusions because they have counter spells or blue white aggro or whatever uh blue white delver rather. Um, the other thing is is that some human builds still like some of them are boarding their mana leaks some of them are still running a main deck. Uh, so so humans the other aggro deck also has access to counter magic. Okay. 
So that's that's where Gideon's not a problem. The only matchup that Gideon is probably uh, decent in is the red matchup, or actually, yeah, the red matchup. So, I mean, but in, in a token stack, don't you just want time? Yeah, you just want timely. Dead. Like you just don't. Gideon is not going to get there against red. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Gideon also isn't terrible against like the big ramp decks either that are just looking to spit a huge fatty on the table, and then you just say, well. Nice fatty, attack Gideon, and I'll rape you. Uh, at that like, point, you should just run Enslave. Enslave. <laughs> oh my oh god. god, Master Thief. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't think I'm not going to have a couple Enslaves in my sideboard. Oh, why wouldn't you? It's the sickest. It's the tech. You heard it here first, folks. The A-team, bro. The tech. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I like, I like black-white tokens. Uh, it seems to be the deck that all the pros are talking about, so I'm assuming it's but good. That's, that's just because they want everybody to play it because they've metagamed ahead of that. Because they know everybody's going to play it anyway. I think my red-blue deck would be sick against tokens. <laughs> Slagstorms? I'll just go up to four Slagstorms. Let's do this. Well, remember when Wolf Run Red was red only for Slagstorms? Oh, man, I remember that because the breakout tournament that that, that, that deck showed up, was the one where I lost the top four to it. <laughs> yeah, yep. I remember that real well. There you have it. Thanks for bringing up old shit. Nice, nice. It's not old <laughs> shit to me. It's only old shit to you and Joel Nidri, the only two people that ever listen to Untapped Cast. <laughs> oh, man. You're so jealous of Untapped. Just give it up, bro. You won. You got me. Yeah. All right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, man. So yeah, I like I like the black white. I'll probably what I'm gonna do is my like my plan is to there's a Star City Games right before Cincy, uh, that's happening like the weekend of the release of um, Dark Ascension, and I'm expecting there to be a top eight list uh, tokens list, and I'm gonna see how much I like that. Uh, I definitely want uh, one Alish Norn and at least two O rings in my list, and I'm not seeing anything that's compatible with that right now. I also like to gather the townsfolk because it allows me to run the gather the townsfolk over shrine allows me to run um, the stony silence in the board, which I like. I also like that they're doing things like uh, blade splicer and hero because those um, those give you play against um, the stupid uh, curse curse of death hold because I expect to see those as well. Uh, and the other thing is. I like what Jay or Jay was going with the Grave Titan. I think a Grave Titan or two would be pretty sick in some of these decks. I think like if I'm gonna play black white tokens, which I've already bought all like the current pieces for, besides like honor of the pier and stuff. Like and he's like a just... closet tokens fan over yeah. here. <laughs> no no, it's just because like I, I wanna have the pieces traders come around and I'm like, Yeah, here's your Gideons for seventy dollars, idiots. I'm just well, gonna play slag storms. That people are gonna play. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but but I think if I play that deck, I'm gonna play it with one at least one Sun Titan and at least one Grave Titan. Why, you what need are that. You gonna, what do you want to pick for the mirror when you O ring or I mean not O ring when you uh, what's that new card called where you destroy target enchantment? Ray of Revelation. Yeah, for when you Ray of Revelation, my fucking <laughs> my fucking. Um, honor the peers or intangible virtues out of here, or my O-rings or whatever. Get them, get them ships back. Oh, and hey, guess, guess what? Fucking Sun Titan combos with you, fucking idiots. <laughs> fucking evolving wilds, which is the best <laughs> card in the set. 
You know what is pretty sick? There was that green wow. white humans deck that top eight without a sideboard. Remember that? Was, <laughs> I know Jay. I know Jay remembers. Okay. Imagine how good that deck would be if it had fucking evolving wilds in it. Hey, you know yeah. what you could do? You know what you could do with with evolving wilds in the deck is you could play one forest. And instead of playing three vaults, you could play one Gavity Township, and in the sideboard oh you could par- in the sideboard you could play parallel lives for the mirror to break it out. <laughs> Whoa! Right? God. Head exploding. So and, what I was gonna say when when Tarmgoyf is reprinted in the third set, you could <laughs> that one forest and your your fucking evolving wilds could get you Tarmgoyf and then Sun Titan combos <laughs> Tarmgoyf. <laughs> oh my god! The oh my god! So, what I was gonna say before you guys all started to troll. Well, we were trolling, bro. We're brewing! <laughs> mad brews! Brewing, trolling. Oh, mad, mad, trollless brews. We're like, speaking really of, speak of uh, brews, okay, the I'm gonna get sidetracked. Never mind. Let's not speak about brews. Um, brews. Green white humans. Green white humans with the. No, not parallelized, uh, man. That card that you were just talking justice. about. What card were you just talking about? Parallelized. Evolving Wild. No, you bastards. Gavity Township. Gavity Township? No, the, it's the white, like, flashback card. Ray of Revelation. Yeah. Ray of Revelation. Fox. That just seems sick against tokens, doesn't it? No, it shit! Is. It is. This is why all the brewers are bad. They're like, but, like the oh, problem is, you want to play it in <laughs> tokens, right? Because like it does break the mirror wide open, uh. right? You do want to play it in tokens because it does <laughs> against tokens because it breaks the mirror open, right? But like, yeah. you don't want to creep the green in there for flashback, like really? Yeah, you do because then you can run Gavity Township. But is it worth it? Pow! Parallel lives, which is so, double so, seven each. So here's the next play question. White, so, green, so, well, here's the next question. No, but so do you play? Do you play white point. green with the black splash literally just for thorn? Yeah. And instead of playing vault, then you play gap counter. Yeah. What else are we running black for? No, because you oh, play wait, five wait. Tragic slip. Well, you know what? If I could play beast within instead, that's probably right. And oh, and it makes a token, so you fucking beast within your forest because you don't need it anymore. Get double arrow lives, beasts. And then and they're vigilant four four beasts, bro. Oh, oh shit! Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And also, you fucking you you five color that. that up, you put a hell rider in there. Your five five <laughs> tangible beast attack, and they fucking blammo two damage to the dome, bitch. Why? Why isn't this a junk tokens deck? Green white with a splash of black for Soren and the flashback of lingering souls. Oh, we broke it. <laughs> oh, lingering souls. That's it. Well, you know what though? You played the dual land. Right, play yeah, you play isolated oh, chapter. Twenty four dual lands. Twenty four dual lands. Oh isolated, man! Isol- well, you can play it. Shit's getting real. Shit's getting real on the eighteenth right now. <laughs> I don't know who's trolling. You also, you're like, like, actually, you got bonus. Also get to play. You also get to play Garruk. 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 More work. More work. And you can play fucking Chandra. And you could fork. Oh my god! You okay. could okay. fork. So, so the only person trolling is Jay. It's enough troll. Yeah. No. What are you guys talking about? We talk, I thought we were talking about five color. Five no, color tokens. With evolving no. wilds, parallel wives. You got fucking Chandra to double your more your fucking midnight haunting and that other one flashback. Like, could you imagine you? Oh, your midnight haunting forked, and then you flash it back with that other thing. Ah, oh. Soren. 
Shadcaster Mage! Now he's just yelling random card names. You can play you can play five color tokens with no creatures in it except for Snapcaster Mage. It'd be like five color planeswalker rune chanters pike control. Oh my god, I'm gonna play this. If somebody brews this list up, oh I'll play it. I'll fucking play it. When I see these lists, the ones that I'm scared of facing the most are the the more aggressive types as a Delver player. So the one PV posted up is even the humans list he posted up look pretty good, and uh, I can't wait to you know try Delver against tokens in, in this. I think like I like my matchup against Black White. Okay, so we're gonna switch it up on you then, bro. This this Talia seems pretty beastly. I think this is gonna really make tokens a a dog. You know what I mean? What are you talking about? Oh, the uh, the Talia, the uh, legendary creature that says non-creature spells cost one more to cast. Yeah. Could you imagine that they're like getting ready for their turn three, like midnight hunting or whatever, or lingering souls? Then you're like this dude, and then they have to wait till turn four. Yeah, like even even if you were planning to turn two, gather the town folk, right? I play this yeah. against you, turn two, you're like fuck. <laughs> Exactly. I don't know. Then you just tragic slip it at the end of the turn. <laughs> tragic slip. <laughs> well, you better have two mana open, bro. Well, because it's turn two, you do. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> oh man, I think a uh, tragic slip was a tragic slip. <laughs> Zing. I like you, you. You get it because it's like uh, no, I don't you, explain it. The to name me. of the card. Can you so, write like, that down. Funny. No, I'll write it on your face, bitch. Face writing. <laughs> oh, man. So what other decks are coming out of uh, Dark Ascension? What did the guys with the gray hair say, Jay? What are they going to be playing? Burning Fuck. They're, gonna, they're like excited. They got like so many boners for all these wicked uh, like artifacts to play with Tezzeret. <laughs> what about Burning Vengeance? You think they're going to play that with that draw card? They, they wouldn't, but lots of other people are because they're so, bad. Um... What about uh, I hate to do this, and I, I don't I don't mean to enable this class of people. This but, um, class of people. But there will be a mono black deck. Oh man, aggro. Yeah. Who fucking cares? I was <laughs> it's playing my, against. It's called mono was, black. Win the O yeah, two bracket. I was I was playing against the messenger today, and like should we know actually, who that is? Geralt's messenger is a uh, black 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 three two. Uh, he enters the battlefield tap. We know that. And never heard whenever of whenever it enters the battlefield, target opponent loses two life, and it has undying. So it's the reverse yes. kitchen things. Kitchen things. Yeah. Um, with the grave crawlers and the diagraph ghouls, like it's a correction obliterators last right. The one in PB's um, article is pretty sweet. Like two dis three go for the throat, two dismember, four Liliana the veil, four distress bunch of swamps like it looks like it's pretty good yeah um yeah like and the messenger actually is is a bit of a beat and like combine that with grave crawler it's it's pretty intense yeah it could be I, I like it um i played a list similar to this um before uh it was more of a control list though i had the four distress the four liliana bunch of removal last ride but i was running um Reassembling skeleton. Pew pew. Yeah. But Which, with great with gray color you don't really even need to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because this is like more aggressive. I like this. So it'll it'll be it'll be around. Like I'm not saying it's gonna fucking win tables, but 
Like, if you're playing around your FNM, it'll be played, and it'll probably be okay if you're not ready for it. Hmm. Yeah, I like his, his humans list is okay. I like it. Uh, PV's pretty good guy. You know, he he builds good decks. <laughs> Somebody said that he's as good as LSV. At, uh, at, play, at playing the game. Um, at playing, at we're not talking about puns here. I I haven't seen LSV do much. No, he's pretty bad. I would say, like, you know, he's definitely better than LSV. What? Yeah, man, that's what I'm going to say. PV, I got your back. <laughs> Holy bros. You said discuss. Like, you know, nobody's going to disagree with you, so I just figured I'd disagree. Well, it's not really discussing. <laughs> well, dude, let's discuss it. PV's better than LSV. What now? <laughs> what are your supporting proofs? Uh, I have no supporting proofs. I think he's Good funnier. I think he's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't have. Getting, I got yeah, nothing. I'm getting it now. I'm getting it. Yeah. I got nothing. No, oh, you don't get nothing. Okay. okay. Well, who would you rather hang out with, PV or LSV? Fucking PV by a mile. Okay. Well, then he's better. Okay. <laughs> well, you're talking about <laughs> magic and magic. Yeah. I didn't say it magic. I said better. Oh, definitely PV. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's got Latin heritage, bro. I got to stick with my Latinos. Are you a okay. Latino? You know what? I don't even know I, what a Latino I, is. I think I can actually settle this, like with factual data. I know like that's data. not fun. Scott the historian to the rescue. No, you know what? Data. Believe it or not, I'm actually going to get all of the information from the Channel Fireball website because I'm fairly certain that they have all of their stats. Yep. Ready? Wait, PB. wait. Oh my god, we're going to sports center this shit? Yeah, Which, ready? This one has more planeswalker points. That's obviously the no rated. pro pro. Is it pro points? Is the metric? No, sure. just planeswalker points. <laughs> lifetime lifetime pro points is probably good, right? Okay, sure. okay. Or or do you want to go by number of pro tour grand prix wins and topic? All of them together. Let's let's, let's do them first. Let's do first the, uh, <laughs> the. Let's do first the the pro pro points. Pro points. Well, okay. So PV's pro points lifetime two hundred and forty three. Okay. LSV's, well, let's start. Pro Tour debut for Paulo is 2003. Okay. Pro Tour debut for LSV is 2004. Okay. Really? PV's, PV's lifetime pro points, 243. Yep. LSV lifetime pro points, 286. Mm. Ready for this? Yep. PV Pro Tour wins, top eight. Pro Tour wins, one, top eight, six. Luis, one, Pro Tour win five top eights. So PV's ahead. Ready? Man, this is not a, this is not as like as Lops big a gap. Done, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so, real close. So PV Grand Prix wins zero. Oh, top eight. Oh, oh. Top eight six. Okay. <laughs> okay. LSV Grand How Prix wins. How many of those wins? were the sideboard? No idea. Grand Prix <laughs> Grand Prix wins four. Top eight seven. Oh, Ooh, not even close. Rushes you. Now, how <laughs> much do, of that do is... puns per minute, and that's... Oh, what, that's yeah, that, that's not even, you know... That's just adding insult to injury at that point. <laughs> Plus, uh, it, it looks like uh, LSV is still the current record holder for the most wins in the Swiss portion of a Pro Tour. 
Okay. Alex, 16-0 at Pro Tour San Diego in 2010. I think what we can say here is, uh, is you know, uh, PV tighten up. You know? Play better? Play better? <laughs> play he better. definitely does. He, he definitely does have to play a little better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, but you know what is you know what is interesting, though? Uh, Connolly had to scoop huh? both these bums into the top eight. Yeah. Really? At Worlds. Yeah. True. At what a fucking bunch of bums! Both these like juggernauts just, had to be scooped in by Tom, by Connolly. Wow, <laughs> oh, that's man. crazy talk, dude. That's crazy <laughs> talk. <laughs> we did it full uh, circle. I get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So what card? Well, I guess can we transition to new? Uh, I mean, uh, Dark Ascension spoilers. Can we just talk about a couple cards? Yeah, it's fine. It'll probably be a really short session. So go ahead. <laughs> uh, what do you? What are you guys excited about? Like, let's not talk about the hence, like, hence the short session. Yeah, let's not talk about the you know the cards that money wise or like playability wise or what? Like, do you have a pet card in the set? Nope. Um, good talk. <laughs> well, there's, there's a couple of cards. <laughs> actually, it's called Archangel's Light. Like, if some of the blue cards, I'm a blue player, so I'm kind of like interested in some of these blue cards. Except that the set is so terrible for blue. It makes is sense. that because you're so at ease in the water? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm crossing this uh, river to get here. <laughs> it's so, so, uh, okay, so the thing, the thing that I'm, that I'm, uh, like into. Is this Griptide? What do you guys think of that card? Let me go look at it. Let me go look at it. Griptide, fucking Griptide. Now, now let me man, target creature on top of its owner's library. Pew pew. Okay, let me tell you. Right now in this meta, it's terrible. Right? Okay. You're dealing with a bunch of little like weenie creatures. You right. Know? You, right. You don't really yeah. care about, but but I think in the future, man, this card could be pretty sick. I don't know. Well, that's a good theory. We'll rewind to this part. Yeah, well, yeah. When when every creature, when every creature's Tarmgoyf reprinted, like they just they're like, "Fuck it, Jesse's right." We'll take everything Tarmgoyf and land evolving wild. Okay, here's another one. Yeah, this is insane. All right, here's another one. Here's another one. Dungeon Geist. Have you guys seen this? Why is okay, everybody was that card? Everybody that... on my feet up with this. Uh, apparently, well, Evan started. Oh, so, you know, fuck. three dudes. Seriously? Um, so, Dungeon Geist is a 3-3 flyer for blue-blue 2. Uh, it's a rare. when he ent- It's a spirit, which is relevant. When Dungeon Geist enter the battlefield, tap target creature and opponent control. That creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step for as long as you control Dungeon Geist. So, this will basically hit the board, tap something, and it doesn't untap. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's alright. It's know. pretty sick, and guess what, dude? What if beforehand you play this Lord, right? <laughs> and then you get a 4-4 four, four flying dungeon guys with Hexproof that taps down one of their dudes. What fucking Lord? The Captain. Oh, the Spirit gosh, Lord. He's so glad you asked that question. <laughs> the Spirit Lord, dude. Tell me about but, him. He's a three-mana Lord. Blue, white, colorless. I don't know what his name is. I don't care. Drugs. He's a Lord. Captain. You'll know the Lord's name. <laughs> and you shall know his name is Lord. Or you shall <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh so yeah, he's uh he gives you just gonna pass on by that like, 
Yeah, I'm not. You don't want to get me talking about the Bible on here, dude. dude <laughs> I didn't really? say nothing about the Bible. <laughs> dude, people are cringing right now. They're thinking, oh man, Medina <laughs> might go there. Ooh. Yeah, you better watch out. Okay, so so he's a spirit. So the Lord pumps him and gives him hexproof. I don't uh, know, man. Uh, Seems pretty good, it, right? Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. just hard for 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 me to visualize because of all the the current metagame. But like like you said, maybe maybe once all these tokens and hexproof creatures go away. Um, yeah, I mean, if they're if they're um, you know, it's it's like the metagame might overcorrect because there are all these little weenie creatures around, you know, mm-hmm. and then it might come to the point where they're not playing that, you know, and then dungeon guys might be awesome. Maybe spirits will be a good deck. Who knows? <laughs> no, man, black red zombies. Okay, here's another one I'm excited about in blue. You guys ready for this? Nope. Counter latch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that card is the most playable card of in all Commander. time. First in of Commander. all, the artwork is sick. Okay, nobody in can fo- dispute that. In foil, it'll look really. In fun. foil, it's gonna look ridiculous. Okay? Unless they, sh- unless they fuck it up like they always do. They never do. Never. No, never. Okay, so that's gonna be sick. All right, and then like I'm just thinking of this like as a one of my blue red deck, right? So they play a creature. I'm like, boom, counter a creature. Inferno Titan. Suck it. <laughs> Could oh, be good. That's so good. KYT just linked us the French version. <laughs> Contrefouet. Let me see this. Let me see this garbage. Pathetic. Laissez-moi vous faire oh, demonstration. That's... Oh, man. <laughs> so today, good. I went to go get Tim Hortons at lunch. Because I had to get a big beaver, right? And, uh... Sorry, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Whoa. Oh, sorry. For for the American listeners that don't know, Tim Hortons is the greatest coffee of all time. And it's not like shitty gay, hipster-filled... Oh, I said gay. You can't be saying that. It's not like shitty, crappy, bad uh, Starbucks. It's not like $80 million. And it's not like Baskin-Robbins and those other shit places you have. It's the best. I think you got yourself in more trouble when you're like, it's not this gay coffee, and then you're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say gay. It's not the shitty, crappy, <laughs> like, it's no, all these other negative no, words. No, Also, <laughs> also, also, no, also, no. um, they, so because America is, like, fat as shit, and they all have, like, those giant, fat, equal sizes, right? Like, they all have, like, just the fattest fucking sizes of all time, right? Like, like at McDonald's in Texas where you can get a two-liter pop. As your fucking cola drink with your meal, um, and it's on the dollar menu. Yeah, from the dollar menu, your soda, you fat fucks. And uh, and so, anyways, they in the states, because in like Michigan, they have like Tim Hortons, because it's like pretty much just across the pond from Canada. They have like a super mega large, extra large, extra large, which is bigger than the extra large we have in Canada. And we finally just got them here. And so instead of calling it like the extra large, because you're like, hey, I'll have an extra large double double, and then they're like. Ooh, do you want the new extra large or do you want the old extra large? And you're like, the new one. And they're like, the new one? The one that's big? And you're like, yeah, extra large, bitch. Give me my fucking coffee. I'm here for fucking coffee. I'm here for Chicken McNuggets. I got places to be and I'm antsy. Um, so now you say, I want a, a big beaver, double double. And they fucking, they don't even flinch. They just fill that shit right up. All I right, ordered three, three big beavers today. And wow. a medium. Because I have an Asian friend. Oh, man. They so, can't drink the big fever. No, they're he's, not good he's at He's light. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. 
All right. You know what's awesome is Drelfs. That name, this Drelfs. Uh, Mind Crusher. Mind Crusher. It's a zombie for the blue-black zombie deck. That's going to be awesome. And uh, what does this even say? When it comes into play, you mill someone five fucking cards, and it has Undying. You can pod that shit right up. Pod that shit right up. What is this? Yeah. It's blue? It's blue. It's right beside Dungeon Geists. Oh, yeah. You skipped right over that, didn't you? Yeah, I skipped it because it's <laughs> crappy, bro. No, man, mill 10 for 6. Undying. It's so bad. It's pretty bad. It's got laser beams. Laser beams. You don't like that? You don't like that shit? This is the best part ever. No, bro. What about self-mill? What about self-mill strategy? This gets you through a sixth of your deck. That's math. Secrets of the dead. D-F-T-M. Do the fucking math? Yeah. Do the... You guys stole that from me. You stole that. No, we didn't. Yeah, you did. What are you talking about? No one's ever heard of that before. Right now, I have news for you. At at this point, whatever's yours is ours. Welcome to the club. (laughs) (laughs) You signed the agreement. How's the Kool Aid taste now? (laughs) I stirred it with the balls. <laughs> oh man! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You know hey, what? When did all these cards get spoiled? I haven't seen any of these fucking cards. What about this card? Bar the door. That Creatures you control get plus oh plus four until end of turn. <laughs> so shout out to David Lee. Derf, I gotta give it to him. The dirtling around number fifty one is fucking killer. By the way, I just put it into the contact uh, our Skype page here. Oh no! <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh man! So it's called it's called Elvis or something. <laughs> it's pretty funny, actually. The guy looks Shout like out Back on track. Back on track. <laughs> Shout out to Durfington. Hey, draw me, bro. I'm part of the A team now. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. You got to survive a couple episodes first, and you got to come up with a meme. No, and no, it can't no, be Chris no. Lansdale because we can't be having him drawing Chris Lansdale. In a picture. Are you kidding? Team. We're just we're and just then... gonna have John carrying this huge bag, <laughs> and then like like a like a monster like hiking oh, backpack or like dragging this like Fort Knox of fucking cards or something. Or you could have him dressed up as Hamburglar with like a bag of money. I want like, I just wanted him raping a child and like <laughs> money coming out. That sounds highly inappropriate. <laughs> That's highly inappropriate. No, it's a metaphor. Yeah. It's, it's, a a- <laughs> it's a simile. I'm, I'm <laughs> taking artistic life. Oh man! So you know what's pretty awesome? This cat, this card called Black Cat. <laughs> it's a zombie. Relevant. Whoa! It's a zombie. Zombie yeah. cat. I didn't even know that. I just want to get a bunch of these and give them to my wife because she has a black cat. Her name's Gabriel. <laughs> it's not Veda. Veda. <laughs> I just thought of that too. <laughs> I heard that this foil is $2.50 right now black for the hat? black cat card foil. Hey, I have a question. Since you don't work for Star City Games anymore, and this is yeah. actually a legitimate question. Yeah. How do you feel, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but how do you feel about like Star City Games pretty much single-handedly deciding what costs, like how much things cost? Like, I, I just didn't know. I was thinking about that the other day, and I was like, man, like, how fucking lazy is everybody else on the planet? And like, also... But why do we stand for that? Like, nobody seems to have a good thing to say about them when you poll them. It's like a bad politician. It's like, nobody wants to vote for this guy, and yet he's always the president. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then, and then, like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, like, 
Like sometimes they have, eBay, they have a lot of influence eBay, on the market for sure. But they seem to have like only like the only influence on the market, unless no, you're like not, the sweatpants. Not necessarily. Like if you watch the cards, like I watch the cards a lot because I want to try to get deals and stuff. And like you see that Channel Fireball is real stubborn. Like Star City will put a price up, and Channel Fireball will stay at the at the same price, like at the lower price. What Channel Fireball sells Magic cards? Yeah, they do sometimes. Really? <laughs> so, often, often for cheaper. Yeah, often oh, cheaper. No, like, they don't. Like, Absolutely. What's, what's and guess good... what, Jay? They're on the West Coast. I bet you if you order from there, they'd ship in like no time. What? Um, what? Let's see. There, there's like a good example of this. Um, let's see what their storm's at right now. Star City, it's sixty, right? Yeah. Um, Soren five nine nine. Oh wait, that's Soren Markov. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, like, so, fuck. so, so they have Sorens for fifty five. Uh, Channel yeah, Fire. I guess that's kind of relevant, right? Yeah. Well, this happens all the time. Like the Star City will raise a price on a card, and then they'll hang back, and then sometimes Star City has to go back because. Uh, these guys will just hang out, and so will so will Troll and Toad. Like these guys in Troll and Toad always play this game where they just hang back, right? And then they they get all the buyers who are looking for cards cheaper. Mm-hmm. And then and then Star City is hoping that what happens is that the demand will eat up Channel Fireball and uh, Troll and Toad's inventory, and then uh, be elevated to the Star City price. Do you understand? But sometimes that doesn't happen. The demand doesn't eat that stuff up. And then Star City is just stuck with all these overpriced cards, and they have to lower their price so that they can get some of that demand. You know, right. so they can get right. a piece. So okay. so they don't always, like, depending on, like, like Channel Fireball, Troll and Toad, and eBay, like, so those are also big, and Cool Stuff Inc. is also a big dealer. Like, depending on where those three sit on a card, um, you know, it's it's very common that you'll see Star City go up and then go back down. To, they try to test the waters. Uh, but cards that are just crazy, like that people, everybody needs, um, they all just kind of jump in the feeding frenzy and just all put their price up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, it's really but like, like... How does that work? Like, how is it that Star City games could just be like, yep, Soren's 60 bucks, and then like every card store and every store and eBay, like that's always the price. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm okay, yeah, like, I guess Channel Fireball put it at 55 a couple times every once in a while. Face-to-face like, face yeah. has it at 52. Yeah, but face-to-face face is like, <laughs> isn't that like a small that's, store? That's hat- actually, and, by the way. Which is awesome. Dumb. They're the best store ever, and that's, I'm only That's actually, them, but... that's something major. The fact that they're that low, like, that that honestly doesn't happen often, and, and I, I'll be honest, but I'm really pleased. Yeah, me hey. too. I almost want to just go order four right now. It's like if a, I hadn't gotten mine for forty, I would have been. I'll just, I'll... <laughs> a, a lot of these stores, there's just different games they play with each other, and and we as the consumers will not really sometimes be able to interpret them. Like when the modern things started coming, like Channel Fireball tried to do a strong arm, where they tried to buy all the modern staples by just offering these ridiculously high prices. Yeah, like buy prices. Yeah, yeah. buy prices, and so what that did was. All Star City did was just raise their sell price and like ride off of uh, Channel Fireball's offerings. And then Channel Fireball didn't get the demand that they expected. So they had to stop buying at those prices because uh, what they were hoping to do was take them all and then raise the price and then like sell them. And then make and money. Be, yeah. Make yeah but, money. but what happened was like the market uh, dried up before that happened. 
because everyone was just like, hey, if I can sell my cards for this much, I'm just going to dump them. I don't even care about the format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, so these games are going on. Like right now, here's another good example. Snapcaster Mage Channel Fireball has a twenty four ninety nine. Star City still got them at 30s. Hmm. See, for a minute there, everyone had them at 30s because like they were just in such demand. But yeah. the demand is dying down, so Channel Fireball wants to get the demand. Like the people who still need them, Channel Fireball is trying to get their business by offering Instead it for $5 of, cheaper. Right, okay. So yeah. how does all of this factor into TCG Player? Uh, TCG Player, these guys are freaking geniuses. Okay, so, so TCG guys have a store, are fucking right? geniuses. Yeah, these guys don't even own hey, do like... do you ever say fuck, by the way? I do sometimes. Okay, I just wanted to know. Because you're yeah, on the A-team, by the way. I mix it up, dude. I mix okay. it up. Okay. okay. Right. So if you go... So Don't you comment on my language, man. If you I'm click not. I'm asking a question. If you <laughs> click on the TCG Player... Guys, if you click on the TCGplayer.com store, right? The pre-orders yep. right now for uh, for Dark Ascension. Sorens, you can find two of them at forty-seven eighty-eight, eight of them at forty-seven ninety. One at forty-seven ninety-nine, four at forty-nine ninety-five, eight at forty-nine ninety-nine, and eight at fifty bucks. And a lot of these are like regularly well-reputed, like eBay sellers or or whatever that have like online stores that aren't as monstrously published. Okay, so here's what TCG Player does. Okay, is that is, are we on the, still on that topic? Yeah, yeah. Go okay, on. so check it out. They uh, their model is to run this website, right? And this website has all kinds of traffic, like any kind of like they're, they're generically named so that they gather all the casual folk who are trying to like, uh, you know, trying to just find out about a, a card game. So they have Yu-Gi-Oh, they have, uh, you know, Magic, World of Warcraft. They even have like Star Wars miniatures and all that crap. So it's kind of like a hub for like casual players to come and like find out about cards. Well, what they did is now they sell... They basically sell you as a vendor a spot on this website search. Okay. So as a vendor, you have to sign up with them. And what they do is they take the orders. It's much like Amazon. They take the orders for you and uh, they take all the money from the, from the uh, person. They tell you to ship it. And then at the end of the month, they send you what's left of your money after they take their fees. That's how TCG Player makes money. Yeah, they just make money like, off It's like fees. renting a hollow to the flea market people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it's exactly like that. You're, they're just renting space to all these people who want a flea market on their website. And it's insane because, like, these fees are not, they're not, uh, you know, light fees. These are some pretty, some pretty decent-sized fees. So why does anybody pay for that instead? Well, because they where must, are you going to get the traffic? Money. Like, it must be worth it then, I guess, right? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you, like, because like, I'm doing this. Like, I'm hiring, t- I'm buying a spot at the flea market with TCG Player, right? Uh, because when we launch Legit MTG, I want people to buy cards from me, you know? So I've heard people uh, giving me uh, estimates that uh, with TCG Player, their sales are like four times as much than without. Because of the traffic that TCG Player generates, so like if you want your sales to be four times as much, you got to pay the fees, and the fees are pretty pretty hefty for fees. I mean, they're not like taking like fifty percent or anything stupid like that. Like, but their their fee is pretty hefty. It's something you got to imagine. But it's only if they buy through TCG Player. So like as much to go directly to your site, like is the better because when they buy directly from your site, you don't get taxed from TCG Player. 
I'm reading that. And we're all, we've all stopped talking. His K, KYT just found a, a shout out to Jay. Oh my God. Say what it is, but just FYI, if you guys want to know how fucking cool I am, I got a shout out in the first 20 words of PD's article. So you no should way. probably go read it. <laughs> yep. Crushed you, John Medina. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, I'm serious. Hello, today I'm going to talk a bit about some of the new cards and how I think they might fit in standard deck. Brackets. This intro is dedicated to Jay Bush and all the people <laughs> who complain about intros. Close bracket. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my gosh, PV. <laughs> you made it, Jay. PV is definitely cooler than me. <laughs> and LSV. But he should put he should put fucking the at symbol in there as people follow me on tweets. Tweets. Oh man, he should have just put Palmore Medina. That's what he should have put. Nobody fucking gives a shit about that. <laughs> this is just we just picked up the dregs. This is like a charity. So I know. Just, you be quiet. You're not, I'm just, just hey, I'm just enjoying the ride, bro. That's all I'm doing. Just be swish swish. I think I think if we played one on one magic, I'd just crush you, Jay Boosh. Yeah, because you're fat as shit. <laughs> yeah, and I think you're talking about playing magic in your bed, sweaty baby gravy all over the place. If we fought in a street fight, I would crush you as well. Yeah, because you're Mexican, so a street fight actually just involves you and your chain and your balls everywhere and all your friends killing me in a drive-by so, at a barbecue. Aside because from a draft, bar- I don't think there's anything you could actually beat me in life. On your front lawn. <laughs> Oh man! So, anyways, I have a song to play for you, John Medina. <laughs> I got a song to play for you. <laughs> All you need to do is, is press play on your mom's tape deck. Oh man! Shout out to Black Cat. Card sick. <laughs> <laughs> You like the picture? It, it's, a like the picture. it's a so zombie cat. It's a zombie cat, dude. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Pet Cemetery. That movie was so badass. Nice. Nice. Holy yeah. fuck, man. I like I tricked a girl into sleeping me because I watched that movie. It was sweet. What? <laughs> Tell us the story. How does this happen? <laughs> well, it's pretty straightforward, so <laughs> So how did you trick a girl into sleeping with you by watching that movie? Let's watch the movie on my bed. Okay. <laughs> and then the movie's on your... You oh, that's not a trick. Story, no, right? It was way better you than know. that. It was way better than that. Give me the credit. I just am not going to tell this story on the 18th. <laughs> oh, oh, you're such a freaking loser. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, his old lady listens I am to a freaking loser. He doesn't want to get into trouble. Yeah. So what we should do is we should have Eric Klug put on that, uh, on the black cat. And he should is alter that, the... It's not Klug, it's Klug. It's Klug. Do you so, know that for a fact? I know that because I hang out with the guy I used to before he moved. Oh, man, that's a good segue. That's a good segue. Yeah, Eric Klug, please edit. I mean, I'm sure this is the first time this has ever been said because Medina is like a visionary. But uh, just make this shitty card look like Pet Cemetery, okay? Next, moving on, Eric Klug. What do you guys think about Eric Klug's <laughs> alters and then the fact that people copied them? I, I think it's fine. You do think it's fine. Good. You're not an idiot. I, what about you guys? I, I think they're more shitty than his copy, but than his thing, but yeah. But like, what do you guys think of that? Like, somebody fucking like people are copying his stuff. Well, what happened is like, what happened is people are copying his copies. 
Yeah, like exactly. Like so, for example, <laughs> just as an example, and I'm sure that there's more copies out there because he does. I don't know. I guess he like yeah. I really like his work, and uh, Eric, it seems pretty so, original. Like I've I've he never doesn't, seen. He doesn't duplicate alters. What do you mean? Like he doesn't do more than one. Right. Well, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Fine. What I'm saying is like so. So what happened is he did that M.C. Escher painting, the uh, labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, that I'm was like, insane. Some fucking idiot like bought that for like a eight hundred dollars or some fucking garbage. I bid five hundred and seventy-five on it. I was gonna say, John, I thought you were at almost six hundred on it. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I was there. Hello, I am on the eighteen. I name dropped in PV's articles. I know what's going on. Get name dropped. I wonder how many times Adina's been mentioned in a PV article. Probably none. Yeah, you Latinos got to stick together. I got you beat on Kibler articles though. Oh, I've been dropped in there at least like three times. Kibler's never come on our show. No, and he's never even responded to a request to come on our show. He just laughs. He's just like, eh, not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so he did that MC Escher thing, which was really good, right. and um, and then and then somebody basically like did the same thing, and then like, uh, and then like Jeebus bought it. For like I don't know, like twenty five dollars or something, right? I thought it was Jeebus's girlfriend who did it. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. Was it? Sure, whatever. Let's. Say I don't that... know. I don't follow that freaky couple, bro. Let's, let's say that it was his girlfriend that did it. So he either got it for free or he paid her twenty five dollars. Whatever. Who cares? So anyway, and then ev- like a bunch of people just like lost it, and they were like, "He can sue you for copyright infringement or for copying and plagiarizing his art and." And, like, of course, like, Jeebus went about it, like, in the worst way possible, right? Because he didn't just say, like, hey, man, I also am going to go get this really good idea art for cheap because I'm boning an artist. He, like, put it on Twitter and was like, fuck Eric Klug. Uh, that guy's a ripoff artist because he somebody paid him, like, a bajillion dollars for something Whoa. that, like, my girlfriend could do for cheaper. And, like, that's stupid. And, like, haha, I'm going to save my money, you fucking idiots. Wow. And, like, in all fairness, listen, so- in all fairness, okay, there are... There are high-priced porn stars and escorts out there that bang people for exorbitant amounts of money because they're, like, expertly, superbly good at it. Well, I thought you were going to say, in all fairness, Jeebus is an idiot, okay? No, everything I wasn't, no, wasn't going to go there. Everything he says is just superfluous bullshit, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what he says. It doesn't matter what he says. What I'm saying is what matters is, like, people that I thought had some intelligence were like losing it on him and threatening to sue him. Like when we got threatened because that guy knew lawyers. Oh man, that was a long time like, ago. Like, so what do you guys think of that? Like Eric Klug does really great work, but like what do you guys think of that? I don't know if he ever commented on it, but like... He did comment on this. What did he say? Well, the big question was this. Okay, when we interviewed him on, on Tapcast, <laughs> do you remember this? No, nobody okay. else does. Okay, so then it's probably good that I remind you, right? This is like the lost lost tome that the Bible was written from. (laughs) This is like the this is the book that nobody remembers. The Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah, I think it's actually called the Apocrypha. But anyway, John, tell story. You're the only one that knows that. Okay, so hey, shut up, Scott. I'm getting there. This is the worst story ever. Show's fucking Christmas, man. I'm just waiting for you guys to shut up so I can tell the story, bro. All right. So Eric Klug was asked a question. Um, they asked him, how does he reconcile copying other people's artwork, right? 
because he copied Escher, right, to do this thing. Obviously. And like the the thing that they were that the person was asking about was because he copied uh, like a Green Lantern that was actually a comic artist Green Lantern. Yeah, and like Wolverine and shit. He does that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so he basically said that he sees no problem with it because he's, you know, just giving it uh, the art a treatment to uh, to basically put it on cards, you know, and that he's not like it's not like he's trying to steal the credit for the artwork, but he's just trying to make something that people enjoy, you know? Yeah, yeah, and like he still has to do the art himself, like it's still, yeah, he still has to paint, like it he still has to paint it or whatever he does, like it still looks good, right? Yeah, it looks awesome. I mean, I have a couple of his art things. Yeah, yeah. So, if I so could then, afford them, I'd buy them. So the follow-up was, well, you know, how would you feel if somebody copied your altar? And he's like, yeah, I think it's fine. He's like, I, I think it's kind of, like, weird that someone would do that, you know, uh, in, in the same medium. Because he's like, I copy other artworks things and give it a treatment to be on a card. You know, I, I resize it and reposition and stuff. He's like, but for someone to copy that exact same position and uh, that size and that card, like, the same exact card it's on, he's like, that's kind of, you know... Uh, it's it's kind of weird, but it's it's also on them to do that. You know, he's like, I don't care if they do that. He's like, I I provide the best work that I can provide, and people enjoy that, and they they pay for it. You know, so mm-hmm. and so I think he's fine with it, and you know, I think it's fine too. Like, if I want to buy one of those Mazeviths, you know, I'm going to buy it from Eric Kluge. I'm not going to buy it from some you know random person who does it. You know, right? Because what do you I think, think? Kyt? Yeah, I'm the same. I just. I don't really uh, see a problem with it. Do you care about altered card KYT? Like, would you own one if you could? I would, but like, I'm in the same position as Jay. I don't just don't have the money to fork over to. to it's not even fork. that I don't have the money. Like, it's a little bit that I don't have the money. Like, it's about probably more like than it's really like sixty forty that I don't have the money. Like, I don't. <laughs> right. All right. So you like, don't have the money. <laughs> I don't have the money, but at the same time, like that's not what's stopping me. Like, I also don't have the money for like four Sorens, but. I'm going to get them if I need them. I'm not going to get, like, fucking the six Mathevists I have in my, like, EDH decks all altered for $6,000. You know what I mean? Or, like, like, I'm not going to get, like, a common, like, let's say, I don't know, like, Faithless Looting. Let's pick Faithless Looting because that card's awesome. Let's say that he does, like, some crazy altar on Faithless Looting. Or I'm like, man, can you, like, do a Faithless Looting... Uh, playset for me, but like where it tells a story, like maybe like the Elliot Riots, but like have it time lapsed, and then he does it, and he's like, I'm like, what's your rate? And then he's like, I don't know, my crazy fucking awesome rate, because I'm the best artist of all time. I just, I'm not gonna pay a bajillion dollars for a fucking common for that shit. Like, I, I would just get Jeebus's girlfriend to do it for me. Like, that's yeah. where I'm at with them, right? Like, where, where, where I'm at is if I'm gonna spend twenty five dollars on a common, I'm gonna spend seventy five and have Eric Clue do it right, like. I'm not gonna go spend. I'm just gonna have. I'm just gonna buy the foil for seven dollars. If if I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna have some. some and I'm not saying Jeeves' girlfriend shitty because I don't really really see her artwork or whatever. But I'm just gonna have some shitty artist like spend twenty five dollars so they can make my card shitty. Like I'm not gonna do that. Like if I'm gonna get it altered, I'm gonna get it altered from Eric Clue. Well, no, yeah, I'm not saying I'm gonna go to some like fucking crumb bum alterer like Marshall or something. I'm just saying, like, Whoa. I can find someone that does it good enough that it still looks good. Like, for example, have you ever heard of Card Kitty? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so my friend got some altars done for Christmas by his girlfriend at Card Kitty or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, like, three EDH generals. And 
They look... Okay, this is going to sound bad. They look really great for what... But they... they, I would not have paid the amount of money that I'm sure she had to pay to get Card Kitty to do them at all. Like, they're not even close, in my opinion, to being worth that. But at the same time, like, A, I don't play them. Like, they're not my generals, so I'm not attached to those cards at all. They're just cards to me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But also, like... Just, like, so basically, like, one of them, for example, is, like, Scytherix, right? And I don't know if you guys have looked at the art of Scytherix in, in the last little while, but it's basically, like, this this bony-ass, like, dragon, just diseased old dragon uh, that is, like, on top of, like, a like a peak of some kind. And, like, the yeah, he's moon perched on a peak. Yeah. He's, like, perched on a peak, right? So what Card Kitty did is took all of the rest of the card underneath Scytherix and around the side and stuff. And basically just, like, did, like, an extension that was, like, uh, like, I don't know, the rest of the mountain or something? It was just, like, black. Yeah, and yeah. It was the rest of the mountain. And it looks really, like, having the picture be way bigger actually does look really awesome. Like, those full art cards look better just because, like, they look not just half as big again, but, like, they look, like, ten times as big. Like, they look amazing, huge, like like, being full art. But it's, like, I'm not going to pay $75 to have somebody use a black marker and draw a fucking mountain on a fucking $2 EDH card. Like, why wouldn't I just get, like, my one of my many hipster art friends to do that for a beer? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just find, like, altars for some reason are, like, just, like, for me, they're way overpriced. Like, would I pay Steve Argyle 75 bucks to do an altar on, like, something that he's going to do? Of course, because he's going to, like, draw it like way better or he's gonna and, and plus it's like the artist so he's gonna like it's like the artist signing his own card like i wouldn't get steve argyle to sign skitherix it's not his card right like that doesn't make sense but you know what i mean like that's different but like and like what eric clude does like that's he does really different things and i don't know if people come up with it and tell him or if he comes up with it on his own it doesn't really matter like he draw he does it really well like his his art's really good but it's also like not just an extension like anybody on the planet can do extensions i have three friends that do extensions and they look as good as any other extensions I've ever seen on the internet. And when I talk to them, they're really modest about it. They're like, yeah, it's really easy. Like the worst part about doing extensions is that the paint that you use on magic cards costs a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, if anybody can do a fucking extension, why am I paying $80 for an extension from air clue? Yeah. I mean, mean, an example, because I don't want to just pick on card kitty because everybody loves card kitty. I don't know. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that uh, what's important is, like, when Klug does it, like, it's just, like, I, I'm in the same boat as you and Scott, generally. Like, I don't want to spend money on Alter. It just seems weird to me. Like, uh, when I got my car altered, uh, $75 or something. Um, but, like, I got a foil Japanese car, which was 90 to start with, right? So then I'm just like, oh, whatever. Uh, you know, I just wrote the RoboCop article, and he had a RoboCop Karn. And I'm like, oh, dude, I want you to make a RoboCop Karn, but since I don't want you to have, like, two RoboCop Karns, I want you to put my face on it. <laughs> well, Medina Karn, you know? <laughs> and so then... Robo-Karn-Dina. Like it was, like, kind of a stupid thing. Like, I was just kind of at the SEG event. I'm just like, would you do this Robo-Medina Karn? He's like, yeah, sure, man. He's like, just get me the Karn. And I'm like, all right, how much is it going to cost? And he's like, eh, about 75 bucks. And I'm like, ah. And he's like, you can trade me. <laughs> He's like, ah. he's like, you could trade me seventy five dollars in cards, and I'm like, really? And well, yeah, like, if I could do that, that'd be fucking tight. 
oh yeah you can do that and i'm like i'm like oh you can do that he's like yeah man trade me so like uh we tried to trade and then it was like just not working for me so i'm just like i'll just give you 75 bucks because <laughs> of I course was, tried to he fucking tried to medina value trade you didn't well he was he was trying to get his money's worth which yeah, is understandable it's was, totally understandable <laughs> i just gave Derek him the money Clude, but, the man behind the mask but where i was going with this is that i don't really think paying for alters is all that great but like eric Klug does such a good job and like as far as the playability like some artists like they chalk on the paint so it's like yeah that's true a, yeah yeah so you can't play it but these he does such a good job and like keeping that's it actually like super relevant right yeah yeah because i want to play with my cards so he just it's they're playable and they're like uh they're really well done and like i've been playing with my snapcaster mage that jr got me for my birthday uh, i've been playing with that like for the last three months and nothing has like worn off or anything so like i really think he does like like if i ever pay for an altar i, I can't say enough good things about eric Klug's altars because they're just insane like they're so good and uh, I think they're worth it. Like to be honest. Yeah. Well, we gotta we gotta shout out the boy. Like Derfington is uh, the can- Canadian clue without question. The work that he does is stellar. I've got a ton of altars. How much him. does he charge? Because I actually always forget that he does altars. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not something that I talk to him. Like I talk to him about magic and EDH and and the comic that he does. I don't talk to him about altars. So like I always forget that he actually does them. And then I'm like. Oh man, I should get him to do them, and then. So if you take a look at his webpage, and then I'm like, he's Chinese. Yeah, I linked what? you. I linked you here. I linked you here on the page. But if you go to his website, derfington.wordpress.com, um, there's a link to all of the altars, and I think he charges differently depending on what type of altar. Like he's got the pens and stuff, so he he'll do the dirtling around figures on the planeswalkers and stuff, and that's a lot cheaper, like Stoneforge Mystic that are on there. He'll do uh, the paints and stuff as well, and those cost obviously a little bit more than than the rest of them. But uh, he's not as expensive as Eric Luke. Uh, I like this polymorph turning into a blight steel. That's pretty, it's pretty sweet, right? Yeah. My favorites. Yeah. One of my actual. That's cool. One one of my favorites. The like my two favorite cards in execution. Actually, like physically looking at the card, having it in front of me, the demonic tutor is sick, and the revel arc is disgusting. Like they're both Come so on, good. What's he take? Uh, depends on how his palette is. You have to ask him. Mm. And but you can reach him on Twitter at Durfington. Yeah. The other thing that I have a big problem with, like, not a problem with, but like a, I don't know, like a stigma, and maybe like it's unfounded, uh, but like some of the artists that I've seen, like it takes quite a while uh, for the turnaround. And like, because I only play standard, limited, and then like EDH, I'm okay, like, doing it on an EDH uh, card and like having yeah. it not be like really fast, but the problem with like standard is like let's say I get like I don't know like a new Soren altered and like it looks really tight and then like either people want to trade it off me right away because it's hot and it's a hot card or like he takes three months to do my altar which happened to Brian Zamba and then and then like the card just like isn't relevant anymore and it's gone down in value and it like you know what i mean and then it's like and then i know there's all these like losers that are gonna like now come out of the woodwork and be like you're not paying to play the card you're paying for art and you can't rush art and just shut the fuck up i am not even talking if you contact you contact derf and ask him where he's at how long like he'll give you um, uh an exact precise um delivery date and he's good like that Durvington, yeah. I want you to alter cards for me, and I want them done in a week. <laughs> Not going to happen. Just show. Well, and then a week in transit back and forth. 
No, I want to fucking space. No, they're all gonna laugh at you. Chicka <laughs> <laughs> chicka. So KYT, shout out. Uh, shouts to Durfington. <laughs> I was gonna do that. And uh, people who left us comments on last week again. Extra shout outs to those who called me the newest member of the A team. <laughs> um and. I just wanted. Oh yeah, I forgot. I just wanted to comment on on uh, my trip to Orlando. Where um, when Jay was talking about fat Americans, where the the food is so much cheaper, and I wish I just lived there and like was able was to have those prices. Because <laughs> like what you get for for the food you pay, like it's it's just awesome. It's all about value over here, bro. And like the customer service, I think it's all about the tip because. Customer service is way better than you would get here in Montreal. All, so. all of the tips, or just well, it's KYT, so it's always just the tip. Right. <laughs> um, so that's it for me, Jay. Oh, uh, shout out to Chris Lansdale. <laughs> shout out to mm. Alterverse, Eric Clue. <laughs> Who does really good work, and I wish I could afford your work, but I'm poor. Who so also I... does an unbelievable PV impression. Oh, yeah, he does. Sweet. Maybe he'll do it for the show, and we can put it in the show notes. I mean, the intro. <laughs> uh... But we got to ask PV first. No, we do not. Yes, we do. Why? He does not appreciate his not being... likeness. Well, what the fuck do I care about that? Because you got to stay... You I think I know PV better than guy. you because I was shouted out in PV's article. <laughs> I'm just looking out for you, bro. I'm just so big shout outs to my my personal and close friend, Paulo, <laughs> who you would know nothing about. You don't know about his feelings, and I, actually, I'm afraid that you would just assume that you you know how he feels about impressions about himself. I think that's ridiculous. Oh man, PV. <laughs> This is my shout-outs. You shut your damn mouth. You're going right. to learn. Second Jump episode out. of the A-Team, and you're already just fucking with my shit. You're, you're throwing off the Emperor's groove. <laughs> you're not the you're Emperor. Get the fuck out of here. the Emperor's groove. <laughs> uh, shout-out to Norbert. Caw-caw! Because uh, <laughs> we haven't done a shout-out to Norbert in a long time. He's a pretty cool guy, eh? Anyways. Yep. Um, what else we got? We got a shout-out to Joel Nidri. Oh, that's my shout out. Wait, you don't even like these people. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to Sean Bacconi. <laughs> oh, man. Sean Bacconi uh, thinks I'm a freaking dirtbag. Yeah. Because <laughs> Sean Bacconi said so. Yeah, man. I don't know what I did, man. Somebody, hey, who's that guy that makes raps with Pat- Patrick Chapin? Oh, that's Bill Bolden. Spruik. Bolden. Hey, somebody rhyme Jabroni with Sean Bacconi and make rap. <laughs> About how much of a fucking jack wagon Medina is, and there that you don't even I won't even charge you for that. You can sample wow. shit. That. I don't know about that. And uh, <laughs> shout out to K Stube, who's gonna finance my Magic Insults coffee table book. And uh, what else? Oh, shout out to to Lewis. What the fuck is Lewis's last name? Lewis Laskin. No, no, Lewis Acosta. He's Mexican like you. So I'm oh, sure his name is actually yeah. yeah, I know that guy. He he just posted he's, on my feed. Yeah, he's like the best uh, deck brewer 
like that's not on the Pro Tour deck builder. That's not on the Pro Tour possible. So at uh, at Orin Alchemist uh, is his Twitter, and he actually is really good. And somehow, like Smitty and Chris Lansdale take his suggestions. They come out of the woodwork with their like coke fiendy ideas, just just ravaging. And he's he like calms him down. He's like the drug counselor. He's just like, yo, bros, what you got to do is just focus. You just got to focus and do this, and then. You- <laughs> And they fuck it. They're like, man, that's a, you, you're right, bro. You're right. And then they get all crazy again. They're like, no, no. What about this? What about this? And he's like, no, just gotta focus. And you just check this out. Check this out, man. Check it out. And they're like, you're right. You're right. And he also streams. He streams something. Uh, uh, I don't know. So shout out to that. John Piccone, motherfucking jabronis. Go ahead. Medina, that was a shout out to you. Oh, I have to give my shout-outs now? Yeah. Well, let, let Space Mountain go last. Oh, uh, Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Shout-out to uh, Sundial the Infinite and Sudden Disappearance. You just read that, too? Fucking shit. Dude, I said this, like, last week. Yeah. Did. Yeah, dude. Said what? About not the, on the show, you did. Not on the show. I'm talking about on my Twitter. The interaction uh, between... Yeah. Sudden disappearance and uh, sundial. If you yeah. if you if you that's sundial with the trigger, competitive. huh? I said that's pretty casually competitive. Yeah, man, you can play. You can uh, planner cleanse them. Sick. Holy, that's insane. Yeah. Anyways, to, hey, this is this is my shout outs. All right. Hey, shut up in my shout outs. All right. You can <laughs> shut your mouth in my shout outs. All right. Shout out to Sean Who McCone. is this again? <laughs> Uh, all right, so I want to give a shout out to um, to you guys for letting me on my second episode. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, shout out to Ben Blyweiss, who just put out his financial value of Dark Ascension. Oh yeah, how much do you, These agree, are my how much do you agree with? I don't know. I haven't read it yet, but it just came oh. out uh, like 52 minutes ago. So I'm gonna read that when I get off. I'm pretty excited about it. I always love Ben's writing. Always have. Um, shout out to him. Shout out to uh, Joel Nidri. What's up, brother? <laughs> um, shout out to Willie G. My Perez. And uh, shout out to, um, you know, uh, the Taps guys, um, Joey and Big Head Joe. It's been a while, you know? I love those guys. <laughs> that, that's it. Oh, shout out to Space Mountain. What's up, Scotty? Black, white tokens. What's up, Scotty? So, uh. Like a bad rap. Yeah. So shout out to uh, the brainstorm. Couldn't get it together tonight. Sorry guys. Um, what the fuck is shout that? Out, eat me. Shout out to um, to uh, a guy who I did a lot of testing with tonight. Had a blast. Bunch of games on Cockers. It was fun. So uh, his name apparently I pronounce his handle uh, Iyer. So uh, so yeah. So it's cool or Iyer or whatever. Anyways, is it Iyer? No, it's not Iyer. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Bob. <laughs> Keep your arms and hands inside the ride. <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to talk during Scotty Max shoutouts. You shut up. That's okay. You guys go ahead. Take it away. <laughs> Scotty Sorry. also shouts out to Sean Piccone. Sorry, Scotty. Anyone else? Chris Lansdale. <laughs> okay. And? Well, you should give proper credit to the person that you stole his deck off of. <laughs> That's so bad. Hey, uh, 
shed it to your wife's great grandma. Whoa! Let's be reasonable. All right, guys. Have a great night. We'll uh, see you all next week. Bye, guys. Yeah. Caw-caw.